ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไม่ได้ไ
Because one episode we have a friend talking about the prediction for 2022. Yes, at least of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm so sorry that Manfred is cannot see okay. your face it's there. Okay. Okay. But okay. now, <laughs> handsome, handsome really, so much block up. Yeah, two, two oh. handsome else, ah, he. Yeah, the other three guys cannot see. Ah, uh, uh, so do the four one. Do the four one. Do the four one. Then I have to stand up. You know. No, no, it's okay. Go far, go far, go far. It's I'm okay, actually okay. Let's see. Ah, that's okay, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, done. Now we can see my first face. Ah, now, now that that man first become like a big koya a bit, uh. So yeah. okay, since since we're actually okay, here, so okay. uh, just 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 want to check if you guys want to have a session where you know probably a few sessions of us coming together and discuss about what's going to happen in 2022. Maybe everybody can bring our own personal point of view in here, right? So that's something that we can have in mm. mind. So Chiwan, uh. Wait, we, we, let's get, get in touch and see what we can do about this, right? But yeah. okay, now we want to pin our guy here, Ian. Yeah. Who are you? Wait, wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Ian is our guest tonight. So we have to give him the limelight a little bit. Right, huh? right. Thanks, so, thanks a lot. Okay, you do a bit of plug, whatever you want to say about your business, come over. Okay, so yep, uh, my name is Ian. I run my own um, digital marketing agency, like I think since 2016. So personally, have been in the digital marketing space since 2011, yeah, if, if I recall correctly, because it'd be quite some time. So in fact, um, right after national service, right? So in Singapore, there's a national service. So right after that, I was really in the, the space of, of digital marketing. So till now, so I think one main reason is that is the, the only industry where you don't need to depend on any cert because nobody has, there isn't any so-called diploma or degree in digital marketing, right? So sure. that is the first pathway for me to, because uh, we, where you can really strike um, a career, right? Without a, a degree or something like that. Yeah, so that's how, and, and many years later, and decided to, to take a leap of faith and start my own digital marketing agency. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> They awesome. might have done something in national service to flip your mind to come out and say, okay, I want to own this world now. Do it on my own. Sorry, sorry again? Huh? No, they might have done something to flip your mind in national service and eventually come out and say, I want to do digital marketing. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> in fact, um, that during that period of time, right, I actually yeah. read a, a book um, that talks about one entrepreneur that actually uh they, he started his own digital agency as well. So that was where I wanted to know more about this industry. Uh... Then when uh, to join the company. Hmm, so when was that already got book talking about digital agency already? Uh? 2016. Uh, uh, what, 20, no, 2011. So that was right after my national service. So that in fact that time, right, there are companies already um as a digital agency selling um Yahoo search ads. Like last mm. time Yahoo also oh, yeah, Yahoo. a lot of ads. Yeah, so in fact that time already have um agency like this. So in fact, 2006 that in Singapore, there's already have uh there's digital agency, search agency. Um, that time right mainly search, uh, oh. and SEO lah. But then in in recent years now we have all the Instagram, TikTok, and all this. So right. in fact, that time really have it. Yeah. So that was right. where I joined. Then uh, in fact, it wasn't a a digital marketing role. It was more of like a a client side marketing person kind of role. But then I realized I don't really like those because hmm. those are the one where you do um print media you were like look um collaborating with getting um sponsorship kind of thing which i don't like so where i see my colleagues start working on campaigns right ah then that's where i the interest um the interest grow lah. so i self-learn in a way where you go into like youtube to find a lot of videos to read up forums that's my my go-to resource and of course um 
on job training. That is the most important one. Yeah, it was back I mean, then. Uh, yeah, 2011-2010, that time was primarily driven by website design agencies. Mm, uh, right. Then they pivoted, or not pivoted, they added the services of, of uh, search advertising. Because you know, when you create websites, such nice websites for customers, then they say, okay, how do I promote this? So that came the need to, to look at, okay, what else do I do? What else can they do in additional service? And also partly due to competition because almost everybody who is anybody with a computer technically can design a website. So Precisely. the only way for them to so-called differentiate themselves is to then add that component of advertising and all those things. Then Facebook came in, you know, so eventually a lot of people, if you trace back most of the agencies, they actually came from web design as a base. True, very true. And, and so, that's the period where you still get to see uh, Google Ads CPC below a dollar. Oh, now, no, yeah, good days, <laughs> yeah hardly, days. hardly you can see that. Correct, correct. Those were the days. Okay, now, so tonight our topic is still Google advertising or search engine marketing. Yes. So last week, uh, no, last week, two weeks ago, we Ian answered only, several only questions. Three questions. Three questions. Yeah, we, I don't know where, how many <laughs> questions we covered. Okay, lah. But it, here's the thing, when it comes to... Um, you know, it's digital marketing, any topic or Facebook advertising uh, or, or Google advertising, I think the questions would never end. Mm. The more you do, the more questions you have. Like, can you imagine in the past one year plus, I've answered 600 questions on Facebook advertising. What the hell? Wow. I have no idea what did I say, man. But yeah, it, it can be that many. But if you guys have any questions regarding Google advertising, you can actually type your questions in the comment and we will bring them up. Yeah. And basically, we will have some discussion over here. Now, and then Chiwai was saying kind of like, oh, Chiwai is participating in the discussion. So you, your agency evolved, you know, one of the examples of what Andrew mentioned. Ah, right, evolved. I, I think Chiwai, yeah, I think Chiwai's agency is very much rooted in uh, uh, website design. Yep. Then mm. the digital marketing become part of it. It started from there. Yes, I yeah. think that's, that's right. correct. You know, the, the digital marketing came to seen as part of the added value. Yeah, I think that's that's how everything started. Mm. Cool, cool, Chiwai. So awesome. it, yeah, that's that's a good one. So I think uh, I would like to quickly anchor our discussion into our first topic. So uh, the first topic, the uh, first question that kind of like put in by Manfred was this: turning off clicks with no conversion is important. What else? Uh, huh? What all of a sudden on uh, this question now uh, immediately jump in? He <laughs> goes straight into the, the nitty gritty part already. Turning oh, yeah, off uh, clicks with no conversion is important. So so how do you how do you structure this question, Manfred? Yeah. No, you see, you see, when we run search, uh, sometimes the keyword itself uh, right. has clicked. But you see, oh, Nabe, I spend money, then no conversion. I very difficult to answer the measurement. So okay. you have to turn mm -hmm. it off. Okay. But the question is a little bit tricky is when do you decide to turn it off? One day later, two days later? Uh, this is the, the nitty gritty part. Uh, I have to ask the experts here. And of course, turning it off, what else? Do, do I, as in one week later, then happy, happily turn it on again, try again? Uh, so this kind of questions, yeah. I like that. Happy, happily. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's a good I one. Think, so. so usually, right? Um. Okay. Because ultimately, a lot of time where where people who who run Google ads or even like Facebook ads, they have their own set of structure in a way, um, framework. So, um, maybe I run it in this manner. Another Google ads, especially who run it, is and as in um, uh, he has his own style of structuring campaign. Yep. But in general, for me, how I see um these questions, I will try to break it down into a few few scenario like. So, for example, if you say that um. When you review your campaign, you're looking at the optimization part of it. So it's two scenarios where you have cases where keywords is 
it could be a so cases where your keyword is getting very very low volume of clicks yeah. or even that you you have keywords that um, have significant amount of clicks but no conversion at all so because in the past right there is this term called um single keyword ad group when it comes yes. to building um google ads so but things have changed along the way as well so that that structure in the past that so-called um people swear by that structure right in, in my opinion right now nowadays doesn't work because simply where um google have already eliminate a lot of um so-called um like you, you have broad match phrase match and, and exact match in fact uh even like exact match it now works as if like almost like a phrase match already where phrase match it works as if like a, almost like a broad match or broad match modifier so mm. broad match is even like a broader uh targeting so to an extent where if you still build with single keyword uh ad group right it will end up you have situation where you um google in the system itself they also start flagging out say hey you're having too much redundant keywords what what i mean by redundant keyword so for example uh, a kind a company that sells um maybe wine right red wine red wine online buy red wine to in fact they have the same meaning same intent but if you when it comes to building of singles building single keyword ad group at that time you will add all three into google ads but now with the changes in all these match type right you just need to add like maybe red wine singapore or red wine online will, will, will be sufficient because with three match type in place you will be able to match um to different permutations so you don't need to have three different keywords inside because in the end um google will flag out as redundant keywords first thing then you will get to have some keywords without any clicks right so it will become an issue where you don't even have the volume of clicks to to measure whether is this keyword worth to keep or not yeah, so structure become an issue where you keep constantly facing a dilemma, right? Where keywords is is getting you have some form of clicks but no conversion. Then mm. this could be one issue. Mm. Then of course, like um, in the scenario like this, you have quite a number of like impressions and and generating clicks. Then that is where you might also want to review if uh in the search term report is this keyword triggering a lot of irrelevant search terms. Yeah, so this can be also one issue as well. Mm. Yeah. So I would say, uh, yes, to a certain extent, turning off, um, as in, I would say, okay, turning off keywords with no conversion, uh, is important. I would say, um, okay, I, pardon me to give a very vague answer, like yes and no, right? Because it really depends if you have enough, um, clicks to justify that. So what I mean by enough, at least to me, assuming your, your conversion is 1%. If you get around 200, 300 clicks and you still don't convert, then of course that particular keyword can safely say it's not um, relevant at all. Is yeah. there a duration? Is there a duration? I would say it, you can use as a 30 days. It's usually when I review campaign, I like to use last 30 days as a, a date range to, to review. Yep. Yeah. So that will be a good date range to, to measure. But for certain keyword, when you, you use the single keyword, uh, single keyword ad group method, because you have so um i would say so uh fragmented keywords in place right then each keyword doesn't get much uh impressions so that's why i recommend you might want to start cleaning up your structure so instead of like having three keywords that means the same thing you might want to pause those that that um is redundant then in this case you were able to consolidate more impression into that one keyword alone mm. yeah, that is one way you can um gather more data so prevent situation like this from happening yep i like the I idea I come from the single keyword school of thought uh, previously, but since that changes, Correct. Uh, what I do now is, yeah, it's crazy when you start managing single keywords, obviously, because I think the, the thing they call it was statistically significant. That means you have a number of you know, enough uh, examples for you to actually see whether it's effective. 
So what I did on my side was, then I decided to look, you know, instead of exact and playing with, you know, broad mesh modifier and all those stuff, I just go broad. And I trim, I trim basically the, the keywords by when I look at the search term results. And right. then start moving them, some certain words that I that is not relevant, then add those words in into the negative keyword list, and then we exclude from there. Usually some um some people they like to use full full broad match. So mm -hmm. full broad match is because okay, there are some cases where people find that well, broad match means that uh, my, my campaign will get matched to a lot of uh, irrelevant search terms. But in fact you can't live without um as in without broad match. If yeah. because ultimately when you build right it's, your list will never be the perfect list. Yes. For sure you'll miss some keywords and you definitely need broad match or even like phrase match to do the prospecting. Yes. Yeah, it's just like for Facebook, you always have a prospecting campaign. Then this is like your prospecting campaign in the Facebook context. Mm. Yeah. So your prospecting for keywords also la, to a certain extent. extent. Yeah. So yeah, basically I, I took lessons before. So basically for my limited uh page search experience. Uh, so there's two <laughs> two style. One is top down, one is bottom up. Top down is I don't care. I got I got money, I throw broad. I don't see what clicks, what convert. Right. Uh, but you pay pay for it. That's the top down. Bottom is I'm very careful. I die die will have this exact this phrase one I control. But when you control, you don't know how big the sky is. You may miss an opportunity. Then what I was taught is normally bottom up. Uh, mm. But because top down has its reason uh, based on certain industry. Am I right to say that, Ian? Okay, because if that is um some some things that I notice if you go um you go narrow right then you will face similar issue that uh if, if maybe if you run Facebook ads before if your audience size is very small mm. your CPM is very high right so mm. if you focus on phrase match or even exact match your CPC you might most likely will see a very high CPC as well right. so one good thing about broad match keyword it helps you to um average out the the cost per click because usually broad match keyword tends to have the high, uh, the lowest CPC where exact match being the highest and and phrase of course in between so it, and ultimately you won't want to completely just beat without um broad match because in 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 one situation one one uh client is that they they are very fixated saying that hey i do want broad match because broad match risk my campaign serving for irrelevant search ads since uh search terms but the moment when we okay we let we, we tell them the the potential downside we pause the broad, uh, broad match immediately they see two a few things increase in cost as in cost per click mm -hmm. of course then that's where your cost per lead goes up as well and the mm -hmm. volume of leads goes down mm -hmm. so broad match right we did a test as we we measure overall uh, where all the broad match keywords add together uh and phrase match keywords add together exam match keywords add together in certain cases in fact in quite a lot of cases broad match keywords co collectively give a better cost per lead um performance mm -hmm. and volume is main thing is volume search ads is already like um hard to scale because you it's very passive but and you further limit it with without broad match, then you further li limit the scaling capability of your your uh, your search campaign as well. Yeah. yeah. So that was the part you might want to to take note of as. I can see this uh, the discussion is getting very technical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, more technical thing. Uh. So Come. say example, if I top down, I I lazy. <laughs> I'm very lazy. I do broad. Then I realize, wow, a lot of people like to click free Nikon D five five zero free ma free but never convert ma. So when do I decide? I'm just using obviously free is a very obvious word. When do I decide as in the period? I give them 30 days to decide this keyword is nonsense. Of course, 30 days, uh, 200 mm -hmm. clicks. Is that a gauge or is it depend on, depend on industry? Okay. 
What's your approach? Because, okay, for this case, right, it, it's more towards an issue whereby you did not, uh, okay, because ultimately when, for, okay, for, and after some time, right, I, I also in, internally at my team, I in, we set like a, a frequency where how often we need to go back to the account to add negative keywords. So mm. this is an issue more towards like there isn't a proper um, uh, hygiene maintenance mm. or hygiene check onto your campaign where you don't go in regularly to add negative keywords. Mm. So um, in this, because that keyword, for example, um, as in uh canon free is a too obvious keyword mm-hmm. uh, okay but i'm right. just using for illustration purposes so Precisely. when do you go back when do you go back how much time okay alternate days so in okay in fact when you say go back to to see the keyword in terms of performance mm-hmm. whether you want to pause that keyword or not okay mm-hmm. to an extent if within like one week later right i still don't see conversion i won't immediately pause that keyword because okay first thing um, you need to okay, when you build the keyword in the first place, right? You will need to do some. Like, for example, if you're unsure of the keyword, you might want to do some check in terms of the search intent. So mm-hmm. to me, I like to to do a check on search intent by doing a live search. So for example, like a, a DSLR camera, and mm-hmm. if you're thinking whether you should target the the keyword of DSLR camera review, right? Mm-hmm. Then you might want to do a live search. If you see a lot of um uh, organic results, not a lot of search ads, right? And the organic results are mainly showing. Uh, blog post review site mm. then to me i will find that the the buying intent is very low so mm. this technique i use in seo as well whereby mm. you, you let google tell you what is the search intent and mm. when you before you add into your campaign you you must be also sure whether this this keyword have commercial intent on or buying intent so mm. if you are pretty sure already mm. and, and when you add into a campaign don't um for me i usually don't like to to um jump into conclusion and pause it immediately so mm. then that's where the next part comes in do you have a, uh, uh, I would say, a, a regular uh, optimizations of going in to add negative keywords? So for me, depending on the account size and the budget as well. So if you spend more, of course, the impressions gather faster. So mm. you might want to set it on a weekly basis. Or then spend less, you might want to go into like a monthly basis. Mm. Then of course, by then, after some time, your campaign will be, to me, right, I, I see campaign do mature after some time as well. Because by mm. then, your set of negative keywords grow. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm. All right. So... Uh, our agency side we try to save uh, we also like save time we have our preset list of uh, negative keyword list right mm-hmm. that we will apply to any account that comes in things mm-hmm. like uh, overseas name um things like what you mentioned free download uh or etc so or, or any like adult yeah. related keywords we, we already have the preset list so this is one way you can save yourself time mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. awesome yeah. i mean this is damn technical yeah uh, i haven't finished sorry i'm green no, 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 no. I, I want to bring back That's why the, I'm the question master. You yeah. see, I yeah. think I think Manfred, yeah. wait, wait, hold on there. Yeah. I think you're asking from a, a different angle. Yeah. Okay, yeah. coming from another agency or coming from another digital marketer, although I don't do search uh, marketing much. When we look at the when is the time, I think the main question you have here is when to turn off. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. I think yeah. that's your main burning question over here. Yeah, yeah. Turn off when you have solid data, okay. like for example if your conversion is like what Ian mentioned just now, if your conversion is 1% mm-hmm. and you turn off after 20 clicks, no no conversion, I think that's a, that's a premature kill. Very. Do you agree? Very. Yeah. That's why everything has to be realistic. Mm-hmm. That's right. my, in my opinion. That's why the more you drill into this thing, the more you actually kind of like digressing yeah. from the main thing here. Yeah. So uh, I think Manfred being Manfred, lah, but I think it's a good discussion. Yeah. Agree or not? Agree or not? Yeah, yeah I agree with you. Uh, just, uh, that's not my intention. Okay, let's... You, since you have mentioned SEO using the search as a guideline for Google, right. yeah, I'm not saying it's wrong. 
So and that brings me to my usage to Sam Rush, uh, where I throw in the keywords uh, and then they show the intention, as in the information, navigational, commercial, commercial uh, investigation or transaction. So if the search term, they brand it, say example, they brand uh, Nikon D550 review as a commercial intention, commercial investigation or transaction. So I will give them more chance. Can I say that? Okay. So if usually brand because it, yeah. for those two, those are software out there, right? They yeah. do in a way group keywords based on like informational, navigational, or transactional. Yes, 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 yes. So, but to be honest, right, it's always great, uh, good to because okay, after when you build campaigns long enough, right? In fact, mm. you don't don't really need to to go search and check. In mm. fact, you will roughly have a good feel whether this keyword is is con um to it to, does it have been any buying intent. Mm. So I would say it's always good to do a check if you're unsure. Then mm. because okay, software is never perfect, so sometimes it's, they, they do help you group the, the keywords together and not saying that when you run google ads right you cannot touch based on informational keyword uh in fact in the past when i was working in agency they they, they run search ads as well they in fact have all these kind of top of the funnel keyword just mm -hmm. that for for us right when we run campaigns and campaign is very focused on performance mm -hmm. we budget is always finite so you mm -hmm. will not want to target um as in run ads on keyword that's high up in the funnel because mm. for sure you don't get conversion that's mm. why we always focus up to maybe like middle of the funnel sometimes we call mm. it category keywords like mm. for digital camera all these are considered category keywords mm. yeah so that is one part then uh in fact i think what you want to like uh jason mentioned right when to turn off keywords so on one situation right i will turn off keyword fast is whereby this particular keyword whether it is like a phrase match or, or exact match as i'm oh, sorry a phrase match or broad match I see that this keyword have been triggering a lot of um, irrelevant search term and a high high frequency of irrelevant search term. To me, I will call uh, as internally, I tell my team member, hey, this is a problematic keyword. Uh. So that is where pause it first because those keywords have make it make our life very hard to add negative keywords. So <coughs> if, when you yep. see this kind of thing happen, when you start seeing that your, your campaign click-through rate falls below 2%. So in internally, I do set a benchmark whenever my my campaign click-through rate is below like three to four percent right something mm. wrong is either it, that particular campaign generates a lot of irrelevant search terms mm. yeah then that's where you need to go in and start reviewing already correct yeah. correct I, mean, I, I think yeah, man, one man. thing that so i think one thing that me and jason we we used to talk about it is a lot of a lot of us when we run ads initially we used to talk look at the dashboard information uh, and we look at click through and we look at impression and all yes, but yes, yes. one very important thing that's missing and it should be considered when you design your campaign is what happens after the click yeah so if for example in jason uh, in manfred's case for example you say free camera you know dslr whatever model it is uh and you know the ian you mentioned board. about top of the funnel, middle and what. This could be a top of funnel kind of uh, inquiry. But if you have, after the click where you have a nurturing sequence or where you the, the, the information presented on the web page is targeted towards that. And then you measure whether the people who go through this sequence, do they eventually convert? Do they convert within seven days, 14 days, or they will never convert? And when you look at the entire sequence all the way to the right. end, then only you can make a, a very, so-called educated decision whether the keyword is actually should be taken out or basically should be included inside because uh, search is basically an intent base 
But you won't know until you actually put it up to the market. Unlike like Facebook, Fish, and also I think SEM is pretty much a long-term play. You can't have immediate results within a month. Unlike if you run like Facebook. Figure out, you have to figure out. But normally people build from the bottom of the funnel where they get sure. the then gradually move up and see yeah, whether right. it will trigger down. Yeah, because you're answerable for the budget yeah. itself. But you're after the so, click is important because the the experience when they click on the ad is the one that make a determination whether they should continue. See whether there's a yeah. connection between the search term and the keyword uh, and the subsequent thing. So I think EM uh, provided a very good. Uh, sorry to interrupt. I'm uh, you remember what I wanted to say. I think Ian provided a very good route to check, uh, which is constantly check your neck, uh, your so called search term. Yes. You know, that will give right. you a very good idea whether your so-called keyword is actually kind of like getting you whatever you want or not. Right. Yeah, Manfred, back to you. You yeah, guys sorry. intend to turn this question into a yeah, one-hour one question, one-hour session. <laughs> okay. I, I deviate a bit. Uh, I deviate. So this one is one topic. So it, uh, there's one question that actually come to my mind. So uh, we, I was having this conversation. So example, this this brand, say example, uh, you let's say you are the China phone maker, uh, Xiaomi or Vivo or Oppo. Okay, will you buy Apple's keyword? When people are looking for iPhone. We talked about this last week, right? Yeah, yeah we last week, yeah. weeks before. ago. We discussed before, before, yes. Right. You, 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 show you, it, right? you didn't context, listen. Context uh, of the You didn't tune in that day, huh? You sent him the, the link to the video. He can go I sent you the link back to the video. You talk about the competitor's <laughs> keyword. Hey, were you at the show? What happened to you that day? <laughs> that, was, that was my evil, evil tweet. Yeah, evil tweet. <laughs> I think, I think this is my first uh, insidious uh, so-called plan uh, because now we are... So you all watched back two weeks ago the he first episode. To, he wants so to I think you Ian want to watch back two weeks ago. Episode. <laughs> so so you're right? I'm just checking whether you understand, still remember. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, that's, a good oh, one. that's a good one, that's a good one. Uh, okay, I give you, I give you. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah I, I think speaking of this, right, I think yeah. commonly uh, when, when it comes to search campaigns when we build, um, the keywords team or something we call a keyword bucket is commonly split into few brand keywords, category keywords, right? Some people call it generic keywords and also like competitors. So competitors is really depend on industry. So mm-hmm. um, I refer to the previous video. So competitors, <laughs> is a, uh, competitors keyword really depend is like how price sensitive yeah. that industry is. So this is, in fact, I learned this when I was like running, uh, in fact, for, for me, right? I was still learning every time when we run campaigns, right? Um, in the past, I never believed in competitors keyword. So when recently, when we run the campaign for, for travel insurance, wow, the conversion, we do, we do get uh, conversions because it's a new player in, in Singapore. So we get conversions from things like uh, AIA, uh, XR and all this. So people can't, can't tell the difference. Absolutely. So correct. The, Price is the main thing that they're looking for. Uh, so no, my intention is to actually halfway through the show, remind our audience there's actually a part one. So you want to know the answer <laughs> to part one, then watch part one. So the viewership will go up. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I also want to remind you guys, uh, okay, up to now already, like second half, it's already like, we are we are entering through. the second half of part two right now. Yes. And we are still stuck at question number one for tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, you know, really, I just want to show you how deep this thing can get into. And uh, to be very frank, right, we can, also, we can only discuss, uh, you know, like so-called ideas or topics or based on the cases over here. But mm. in terms of how to set up Google advertising, in fact, it's really a skill that you have to master. So Ian, and, Ian is going to run a course. So I'm just going to like plug this. I have to, right? Because Ian is our guest. <laughs> and uh, Ian is going to run a course with us uh, uh, end of this month, he's going to run live. But if you're watching the replay and you still want to learn, you can still go to this link and uh, actually sign up. Because once we have done yep. the live training, then we will actually 
kind of like make the replay available for you to purchase. But if you sign up right now, you get a lot more benefit. I don't want to talk about that. Mm. Go to this link and sign up and take a look at it. But if you are my members, my FAA members, or my some other members, you get some discount. So yeah, that's how you can actually find out more information on the on the landing page itself. So go over awesome. and take a look at this. So up, yeah, man. come back to the question. Are we, Manfred, are you question satisfied two, with this? Two, no, 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 no. I just want to make sure that you are satisfied or not. You know, if we can do nothing to come away. No nothing at the end. Nothing at the end. We're going to have Ian for the next 31 episode. Yeah, 45. All the way to 100. Yes. There must be 40 questions, eh? Yeah, 40, yeah, yeah. yeah, 40 questions. Uh. So 40 one, episodes. One, one question, yeah. one episode. Uh. Yeah. But okay. I think we just have to like, you know, like what cover. Uh, the idea here is we want to showcase how, how, you know, how, how knowledgeable is, complex, is Ian uh. and yeah. how complex is this thing. Yeah. Okay. So if you guys want to find out more, you can connect with Ian. Yeah. Yeah. You just, all you need to do is just go to LinkedIn and uh, look for Ian Ong and uh, you'll be able to connect with him. Yeah. And uh, if you are, if you, your company is looking for an agency, I think, I, I don't want to recommend any other people over here. So basically, this is the person that you have to talk to. Okay, now let's bring us to the next question. Yes. Okay. Mm. Manfred, I, I need you to fill in the context because it's all okay. your questions. Well, you know, okay. And uh, most of when the questions over here. Should yeah. I adjust my bid for the keyword? Say example, okay, I, I, I bid for the keyword itself mm. and it's getting some conversion, yes. So I greedy lah. You want to powder, powder okay, whole keyword More, right? I want to see where's the where's mm. the ceiling. I want to know where's the ceiling. So at what pace? Mm. When do I do it? As in when? When do I say? Is it one month later? Then I realize okay, this proven that this is a working keyword for me. I want to mm. know where's the ceiling. So when do I know? And when do I take action? And how much should I adjust by how much percentage? Twenty percent? Now this is a very okay. typical right. question that. Okay. So if, if um I'm going to share some some as in um my my answers right in terms it, it doesn't even sounds like um it's not really like a, a, a expert sounding kind of a answer. So in I think last session right I talk about in uh, when it comes to bid management, I rely a lot on the auto bidding. Mm. So because right to me uh, when it comes to campaign management wise, um if you have maybe like five hundred keywords going into each keyword increase bid by $1, $2, decrease by $0.05, uh, five cent, uh, $0.50, cent, right? It's going to to kill the, the uh, campaign manager's life, right? So you literally will just, um, as in how, how, how much man hours is the, is the person going to spend? And ultimately, right, I, I personally believe um, over time, in the past, maybe when, when uh, auto bidding is not as good uh, as now, uh, but for now, right, with all the data points, I think it's getting better. So typically, I do not manage the bid management part. Right, so where it, I literally just set up the the smart bidding, right, which is auto bidding um, function. So, but for me, we do have like a framework where how we're going to progress um, clients' um, campaign from different bidding strategy. So, in fact, right, in the past, there is certain uh, requirement whereby, uh, for for example, maximize conversion. One of the the, the strategy insight, you need at least uh, if I recall correctly, thirty conversion in thirty days. That was in the past. In fact, now, right what they say is you don't need uh, the conversions um, data you can really straight away use that so to me i think maybe because the system is getting smarter already so they don't need that that pre um, data sets to to learn so to me usually i would start off with that then progressively go into like target cpa as a as a, a bidding strategy 
So for, then, of course, we still do bit adjustment using the percentage um, adjustment function. So for example, in, in the case of like this company travel insurance, I see that um, in maybe for male and female, right? Maybe uh, female tends to be the one that give us a, a lower cost per lead, a cost per acquisition. And our client did set like, okay, anything below 17, they are perfectly fine. So at once we are able to hit 17 cost per acquisition, they're able to uncap the budget. Right. So this is where I see that oh, maybe for uh, for female, the cost per acquisition is around like um, $10. So I still have room to from $10 to $17. Then that's where I will play around with the bid adjustment, maybe increase by maybe 50%. Then from there, I will monitor to see if my conversions go up or go down. Yeah. So that is the part where you can. But of course, when you do this bid adjustment, it's always good um, to know, is there any um, target from your client side or even your own campaign. Because a lot of time, when maybe when you ask this, right, it could be that um, you, you, want, you want to know what is the percentage to start adjusting. So there isn't a fixed percentage to look at. It's because there is a missing, you don't have a goal. goal. Mm. Yeah, so you don't know how much the percentage is. But the moment you have a clear, um, you've got a goal post, right, then you mm. know how much you need to um, angle your, your shot, right? So mm. that is the, the, I think, the, the yeah, yeah, shooting in the dark, huh? Yeah, I think right. it's the same question if you ask me when to scale your Facebook ads campaign. Yeah, precisely. You know, and Manfred is really, I mean, this is a very good question. But then again, sometimes, right, I would say this takes a bit of experience. Yeah. It's about the your problem is when you don't have experience, that's a headache. When you don't have experience, you learn from the right people. That's where, the, that's where Ian has the class. Ah, <laughs> when you don't have experience, you go and learn from Ian first. Then when you learn from Ian, you understand the important the technical part, you know, and then uh, after that, you'll be able to have of course, you need to run your campaign a little bit more than you gain experience. You see, these are all very situational. It's a very, these are very situational questions. And uh, one, there they, they, they will never be any benchmark for this. Agree or not? Precisely. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. And, agree. And, and I think Manfred would agree as well. Because if you run multiple, uh, a lot of campaigns from different companies or different from even the, from different countries, right? Yeah. There, is, there isn't a benchmark. Each so, market is different. Each audience right. is different. So I'm I think question master, master, I must help. No, it's good, it's good, it's good. So it boils down to, I think we can actually anchor this question back to learning digital marketing a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, learning digital marketing, a lot of people have all these questions because when they are in here, they thought that everything has got a benchmark. Like even somebody asked me, Jason, what is the CPM calculator for Facebook ads? And I was like, is there such thing as CPM calculator? <laughs> I wish CPM, that you yeah, CPM is so different for so many different variables. Yep. Different audience targeting, different different location, different different yep. whatever, different different or uh, creative different. So there isn't such thing. Okay, so for uh, yeah, Manfred. Sorry, you can finish first. You can no, finish. I was just saying that it's very important that you need to start. That's why start with the right right foundation, and mm. you will find answers to all your questions along the way. Uh, unfortunately for my management, regardless MMC, SME or startup itself, it always has a paid marketing plan or even a roadmap. Then in that, that Excel spreadsheet, they always says ROAS, CPC, forecast, uh, estimate. <laughs> no, I haven't even started and I have to fill out more. They give prediction on your whole responsible for it. So what I did is I really go website, Google stream, find for, okay, this is a retail industry. I take that one, but this is US based one. So just use it. Just make it forecast. Mm. I spend how much money? Most likely will get how many conversion. 
Mm. Then they will check the formula, you know, see whether I got anyhow put another extra one divide by one thousand. You know. So I put this in. So the, the mindset is that, you see, mm. people don't really trust you. They, they wanted a forecast. So I do a forecast before. And I have no choice because I'm asking for budget, ma, especially when you ask for more. And by the way, when you ask for more, the answer is always no. Okay, so you have to do the thing. Then it always turn out differently because there's so much elements. So hence the mindset that uh, we tend to think that they don't have a benchmark, have a benchmark. This is, this is the result of doing too many 10-year series for mathematics. Uh, yeah. Narrow, narrow tunnel vision. It's hard to have yeah. benchmark. Because things like the CPC cost always goes up. No right? trend, I, I never see downward trend. Uh. So that is something mm. even like us. Uh, okay, the only time uh, I see downward trend is during the lockdown period. Yeah, no, that's the only time, to be honest. Mm. I, I didn't see that anymore after that. And in fact, it, it shoot up very fast right after mm. the, the few months later. Ian, just, just to touch on, on what my friend mentioned, do you mm. get customers asking you for benchmark? If they say wow. that, you know, how much do I spare? A lot of times. Okay. They they ask for what is the the so called uh industry um CTR Correct. or industries uh CPC. Right. So typically, I I will share with them saying that hey um in fact Google do give us this data you know for right. as Google partners and all this they do, but to be honest their data is is very consolidated. Like for example, a retail industry or even like um uh IT or telecommunication industry, mm. um the CTR is this percentage. But then. Mm. Does it mean that this is the benchmark? You are one percent higher than which is good. So uh, it's in, it's not the case. I always tell them it's best is to benchmark against yourself. Like for example, now our CTR is four percent. Does it is in, the industry is they say is two percent? Oh, we are really good. So let's maintain. No, in fact, it's always seeing seeing things like how can we make it like three as in one percent uh, better every single time. Same for landing page as well. They ask for a conversion rate benchmark. To right. be honest, that isn't. So when I when can throw some numbers out as a benchmark, right? It's not really a, a so-called industry benchmark. It's more towards based on my experience, this industry, this vertical, what is considered a good um conversion rate. But like for example, just like I mentioned, if my campaign have any CTR below three percent, right? Uh, or especially two percent, I know for sure that campaign got issue. Yeah, that is because uh... experience, right? So, but that is not a official benchmark data. Mm. Yeah, so that that's why I think it becomes an issue where marketers or even like um state, stakeholders right management they always want to know how as in is there any industry benchmark out there yeah. uh, even if there is is one years ago things can change yeah. very dynamically um during the these few months as well so it becomes like a issue la. so it's a chicken and egg thing do you um, do you encourage or recommend that new clients to undertake maybe a one month so-called a discovery campaign to just basically see you know where they are and all those things by running some uh, a campaign to look at what are the numbers and then build from there. Okay, so one one month campaign uh, usually is quite difficult in a oh, way, okay. right? Because it's okay, like for especially sure. for search campaign, because it takes time for for search for for impressions to start building up. So especially if the industry right is very niche, like one month can only like generate like less than ten thousand impressions. Right. Then um this becomes a, a challenge. So typically um campaign wise. Listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't say like hey, you at least need 12, 12 year as uh, it twelve year twelve month contract kind of thing to, to see things. <laughs> but twelve years is really a long term contract already. I really so don't want that kind of contract. <laughs> so it's always good to uh, but I think it's always recommended to have like three to six months as a good gauge because even you solve the um ad account issue, yep. then you also have next piece of the puzzle which is landing page and also um my other as ad copies as well. So it's mm. like a never ending um, kind of uh, the optimizations in a way. Very true. Yeah. 
Optimization is a journey, it's not a customer education part. Correct. Right. Uh, uh, Never as optimized. The customer education part is, is tough. Uh. Yeah. Precisely. Uh, it takes a long they, time. Yeah. So that is that's the, the challenge to even let that client know oh. um, as in the what is a better way, what better approach. Because a lot of them is still asking for benchmark. Very true. Mm. Yes. Then for my case, it's the management expectation, how you manage them. I think it's okay, Manfred. You know, okay. don't need to deal with that at the moment. <laughs> ah, the hell. Yeah, out from that, I'm not sure whether you know the next one is gonna be good, but I hope it's gonna be good. Huh? <laughs> okay, now uh anyway, so we will come back to the third question, which is also very much tonight's question. I will let and uh Manfred do the explanation. Mm. So yeah. Fair. Okay. Manfred. Okay. How do I troubleshoot poor performance at campaign? Sometimes, you know, as a as a beginner, we run. Hey, shit, man, everything not working. I mm. say, of course, I follow all the instruction. So where do I start looking for problem? What are the mm. common mistakes I think, okay. in terms of bad so, performance? Because I think when you send this question, right, I, I like this question in a way. Um, it, In a way, it's more towards like, a lot of time people was asking, like, when you optimize campaign, uh, the word optimize, what does it really involve? Mm. So in a way, um, it's also where different Okay, that's where the, the different um campaign op, uh, manager have their own style. Mm. Different people have their own style approaching uh, optimization process. So for example, for me, typically you have multiple campaigns at, as in, uh, at one point, as in one time. So which campaign should you focus on your effort? Because everybody have the time is limited. So for me, I like to, there's two methods, right? Either you go to the best performing campaign, you look on how to improve it better, or you go to the poorest performing campaign, to see how can as in what is the problem why it's not performing bad as in is in uh not performing then you you go zoom into that campaign yeah because if you have like 10 campaign which one you should go first right so that is first thing um because this is in a way my thought process so in fact every digital marketer right what makes a good and bad okay not saying that i'm good in a way it's more towards like you over time you'll build your own thought process when it comes to like determine which campaign to, to start optimizing first so when you say for example your case you want to go your what your, your question is like you want to zoom into the poor performer uh, poor performing campaign right yes then you need to go in to look into you need to uh, solve things one by one so what i mean by soft mm. things one by one mm. is the ctr low so if mm. it's low then imagine okay the, the formula for ctr is clicks over impressions so mm. what can cause a low ctr you have too much impressions the denominator mm. is too high right so mm. which means a lot of irrelevant search terms which means mm -hmm. uh your your is in maybe your keywords is there's a problematic keyword like what, what i use just now yeah. a lot mm -hmm. of um trigger a lot of irrelevant search terms along the way mm -hmm. so negative keywords immediately one thing that you need to ta tackle mm -hmm. next thing uh in terms how do you further increase now your your role is to decrease the impressions so another way mm -hmm. is to increase the click the numerator mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so that is where ad copies right is your ad copies really answering to that query yep. or even things like uh maybe if you didn't um you didn't beat high enough where your ad, uh, ad position is pretty low then of course your ctr is low as well mm -hmm. yeah so i always say like digital marketing is more like a, a simple uh math uh formula you just need to mm -hmm. know which matrix to move to help you with the numbers at the end of the day it's still very similar to the i mean our concept is we call this the, like an action funnel how people 
transform from uh, being a stranger into a customer. If you look at the whole thing and see what are the leaks that you need to patch. Precisely. But I like, I like the idea where, you know, Ian talks about the thought process. In fact, this is what differentiates from a normal digital marketer to somebody who is able to kind of like have a structure or have a framework. Because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, uh, every digital marketer will have a different thought process because it's very Precisely. dynamic. The way you look at the campaign, that that makes every single one of the digital marketers unique. So Mm. I think coming back to the learning, because I I think the whole show is really to try to help more uh, beginners. So back to the learning digital marketing bit, okay? If you are new, I would say if it's good that you, if you want to learn from anyone, it's good that you learn or you try to understand their thought process. So the the, yep. the methodology, the way they the think. You see, I mean, a good coach, in my opinion, is always they always have their own way of thinking, and they always try to uh, guide you to think like them. Mm. So right. if you if you go through the whole process, and you if you like the way that they are actually approaching the whole problem or solution or situation, then you can choose to learn from them. Just like very simple, right? If you have gone through the whole, you know, forty over close to fifty minutes with us right now, and you really think that Ian thought process is something that you want to kind of like learn from you know i i have to anchor this up again so we have a no class problem. remember <laughs> you know ian is running this google ads master class with us and um this is where this is the first step in fact seriously google advertising just like facebook advertising in fact google advertising is even so damn older than good facebook advertising you know the whole thing that you need to learn or so-called you can learn is so deep but then again you have to start from the very foundation so you need to start with the right building the right concept right mindset right thought process learn from the right people so mm. this is the link that you can go to you know uh, and learn uh, from ian directly you know the way he actually approached uh, his google advertising program and how they actually set up his campaign so this is where he will share all these things together with us okay so yeah, Manfred, do you want to add anything based on the questions? It's okay. Let's move on to the next question. <laughs> what was the next one already? Huh? Okay, let yeah. me bring this up. So, Manfred, What's the next one? Yeah. This one. Mm, how do we know our competitor is faring competitive? Of course, I do know how to spy on other people's ad copy. I also don't know how to spy on what the keyword they buy. I also know their landing page. But I don't know how good. Because if they put very little budget, uh, the thing finished, I also don't know whether they got sales I, I don't i don't know mm. i don't know okay. so assuming uh, uh the person doesn't is, is new right so they don't they don't know like, all the different tools a lot of seo tools out there also track um the keywords that your competitor is buying so mm. assuming you don't have that tools so in mm. that in google as there's this thing called uh, auction insights allow you to see right based on this particular keyword or this series of keyword um what is the competitors or specifically domains of the advertisers that is also fighting for the same set of keywords. Absolutely. So yes. that I think, but okay, but I think the 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 tool is, uh, in a way only can then you know, um, how when they say how how the competitor is faring, right? You mm. will only be able to know, um, how much impression share they are mm. are showing up for. Mm. So if for example your impression share is twenty percent, mm. but then their impression share is like fifty percent. So it could be their budget is twice of yours or more than twice of yours. So mm-hmm. that is one way you can roughly gauge. But in terms of performance specifically to things like conversions, um, or yeah, conversion is So I think the max that... is click la. Maximum Sorry? click la. Maximum we can trace this up to click only la. Uh, might not be even They don't click show because... clicks, right? In auction they, they only show your top uh, whether they are they are ranked 
higher than you in the search mm-hmm. term. Yeah, in positioning, search, positioning, and all those things. All right. clicks. Those because the copy are, the yeah. landing page they go, the keyword they buy, and that's it. So impressions yeah. inside they don't. They only mainly let you know uh impression share. So from impression that right, share. you can roughly in, in a way guess their budget. But I would say is that's why it's okay. Try not to because these questions still still um boils down to the part where people like to compare with competitors, right? right? Mm-hmm. So. That's why it's always hard to get that information. So even as an agency, even we are managing your competitor's account, right? It's something that we won't be able to share. So that's where we always advise clients is to really like benchmark against yourself as well. That is the main thing because mm-hmm. that is how you constantly improve, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You won't know anyway. Nobody's going to tell you how much money they're making from your search ads. This, this, this question comes from the old Chinese saying, knowing yourself, knowing your enemy, 100 battle, 100 victory. You tend to want to know. Because I also have a very bad, ever since I started with Facebook, Facebook ads library going, you know, I always have to say this, uh, imitation is a sincere form of flattery. Because if you're good, then I'll copy you. Uh, then I copy your, I copy, I copy your landing page, I copy your keyword, but I will be curious whether you really got sale or not. Mm. Of course, Facebook, you can't see that also. Mm. La, same thing. Hence, yeah. this question come out. Yeah. yeah. Because like all these tools, right? Yes, it gives you an idea like what kind of ads they are running or even like what kind of keywords they are bidding, right? But you will never reveal what kind of account structure behind how uh, they structure. Oh, yeah. Yes. And which that, curious, that is something very crucial so for, for even for, for me like maybe just because i as in pretty ocd when it comes to this um campaign structure becomes one of the things that i am very particular about yeah so even like when i interview um using potential candidates for ad operation role right i always want to know how they structure their campaign because structure also will show how uh, what is the person's thought process mm-hmm. right even like, i ask very basic questions about the the uh if you see a low ctr account campaign right what will you what is the immediate next step that you will do i have people tell me like oh improve quality score improve landing page but all this doesn't that directly impact or even have zero impact on on ctr so this will indicate things like uh, how well the person understand about like his numbers yeah Mm. how sensitive they are to all these numbers absolutely so that is the the thing that i I personally feel la, in terms of top process. Takeover impression, la, that's the two main component you need to play with. Uh. Yeah, yeah, that's, yep. that's it's just thing. a number game ultimately. Everything is number game. When it comes to digital marketing, the fun part of digital marketing is everything is documented and it's tracked and everything is with number. Right. All you need to do is just read and find the number that matters. Okay, yeah, so uh, we have a bit question. Of, put, a, put a bit of money and try try out. Yeah, it's always that. La. So we have a question from Chiwai or Chiwai is asking about Ian's class. That he bundles with mine class. Ah, okay. Uh, by the way, <laughs> if you if it's redundant, that means you are entitled for fifty percent discount. Ah, so, uh, yeah, because there are two groups of people that are they can get fifty percent discount for Ian's class. It's either if you are my active FAA member, which is a membership, or if you are my the winning Facebook Ads Academy member, which is something that I launched a couple of months ago. So, if you are in either one of these, you get fifty percent discount. Please contact my team member. To get your discount code, yes. do I? All right. No problem. You are well looked after. Yeah, you are taken care of. Don't worry mm-hmm. about that. So, Manfred, you happy with this question? Uh, this answer, perfect, huh? Yeah, perfect. So we, we we go one more lah. Since we have a bit of time, <laughs> of see how much time we can actually. Or oh, yes. you guys want to OT tonight? No mm. la, no la, no la, no la, Too much. <laughs> okay, uh, Manfred. 
Okay, what kind of negative keywords are commonly used? Uh, because I don't come from agency. I don't have that bucket list of keywords. This is a uh, very simple question. Yeah. Okay, you know, free, fact, like, free confirm is out already. La. You go and Google search uh, master negative keyword list. Oh, That's what we find. That is so. In fact, people already created things like because everybody have their own set of negative keywords library. Yeah. So for me, uh, I I like to create things like okay, so negative keywords library as well. So also uh keywords library for for example, if now I work with this uh travel insurance company, the mm. structure can be always applied to another uh travel insurance company as well. Yeah. So the in a way you don't have to redo the keyword research process. Yeah. Mm. So that is where negative keywords wise um, you can always use those kind of master negative keywords list but then common i, I can only share like more tools like a, the team like, because in, within the team there's tons of keywords within it career based so unless yours is a uh, uh, looking for uh, i'll say getting candidates if not this particular keyword career based people who search for jobs uh resume uh all these would will be part of the negative keyword bucket um people who search like free or the the irrelevant search terms or even adult keywords that's a very common one country so if you run campaign in singapore you should also have a list of countries that you want to add as negative keywords yeah so or even like healthcare yeah so uh healthcare certain, or even like things like people who search for um for example things like okay ppt people like to search for image pdf all these yeah all these is part of the negative keyword bucket as well mm. Mm. you build over time like eventually i think you start with a general generic base and then you build it right. over time because you, you start to notice, right? You why every account you add the same set of keywords, then you also like, hey, why do I do this over and over again? Yeah. Then that's where you slowly build the, the master keyword list. But of course, yeah. uh for new right, uh, new people who can actually go to Google and get people's uh, other another person's list, yes. and from there you you we adjust start from there. Even precisely. there's a list for websites that to be avoided, especially if you're running Google Display Network. I don't know whether there's yeah. still the list there or not. Well, that one because in fact Ooh. to be honest i don't like to run gdn campaign for prospecting for right. some reason the the traffic quality uh wasn't that good and and some bad experience like previously i i had with gdn oh, wow. yeah so that was where you you target a uh, in google analytics it show b hmm. so that is the kind of situation that you target male on google analytics it show female right. wow right. that was the part where i i gave up on gdn and the cost can go haywire or no because it's so wide you know it's like gdn i think only i think most people use gdn only for retargeting yes i think that is the the only time i will use only yeah. retargeting so you only use, use that for retargeting yes if it's just because too uh, uh so-called uh discovery uh, i tell you the cost uh, you, you will lose a lot of money no 70 percent of the time you won't you won't convert one a lot is wasted yeah so because a lot of time right uh agency like to introduce gdn is because uh, especially when they are like a google premier partner or something right there is certain minimal spend they need to to sustain then uh or even like gdn search alone you depend on search volume to spend finish the, the budget you can't scale with uh the only way to come um guarantees uh utilize budget utilization will be gdn which <laughs> is one thing that's why i think gdn was uh something that i personally don't like and yeah, yeah i think the, the performance wasn't good yucky, and i don't want to recommend something that is just for the sake yeah, of spending right. i got burned with gdn man i did realize that it's only useful for purely for retargeting other than don't even try 
unless one maybe one day I can figure out the the formula for for GDM. But for now, I try to avoid after the the bad experience that I have. Yeah, that's for another class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's for the GDM masterclass. Right, right. Oh, one day I will say the formula. Yeah, so GDM never never replace Facebook. Yeah, Chiu was saying GDM didn't work for him as well so yeah you use it more yeah. for branding yeah yeah yep. try so the retargeting lah gy retargeting yeah. is useful oh speaking of retargeting in fact um this one this uh in the month of december i have one campaign right we the, everything seems to be increasing in terms of cost per lead because of cpc shoot up right mm. but then uh which means my usual campaign i my performance dropped by half but then because of my retargeting with gdn it um, it, it saved the day in a way where the overall number for the month isn't a drop. In fact, it's an increase because GDN helped me to, to um, as in, as in uh, how to say? Salvage. <laughs> salvage a lot of um, traffic. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was the only time I appreciate about GDN. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So uh, let's see. Uh, Jiwa was saying something except he's saying he's going to come in as to your class as a troublemaker. <laughs> so so we expect that shit to happen now. So uh, like Chiwa was saying, you spill the beans of a minimum spend by premium partner, did you? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, just like I mentioned. Yeah. Oh, because I'm not way, premium partner. Si right? si <laughs> normally we, we pass already. Yeah, we, we, we pass that, we pass <laughs> that. Yes, and pass uh, that. Elizabeth yeah. has a question. Yeah. Is there situations uh, is... that is... Yeah, Elizabeth is Manfred's friend. Yes. And uh, uh, I assume so. So the buy keyword, they don't have specific landing page without mm -hmm. a keyword in the website. Ah, okay. So what do you think? Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, right? So it's saying that you want to buy certain keywords, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. like, for example, the, the landing page that you want to bring them on might not be a, a good. Don't have that keyword point. inside. Yeah, don't have that keyword inside there. Mm, okay. Might not be so, a direct match. Mm, okay, so for me, right, I think, okay, although I try not to be very like, um, particular about like you must have the exact keyword inside your your landing page because ultimately like for example things like um uh how do you say red wine all this right for example you go to the the page itself uh if it's a, a page selling how do you say um wine in general for sure inside will they contain some product that is matching that search query mm -hmm. but in this scenario where okay hmm, okay how should i put it because um so maybe I, I where's the, stop, stop. So, so the keyword definitely must be found in ad copy, but whether is it in a landing page, that's a yeah. different ballgame. Similar words is still acceptable, yeah. but if the thing don't have it, but it's implying the landing page is implying mm. the intent, I think it should be okay. La. No, I think it's a context. You know, if you're looking at, let's say, a keyword called dementia, that I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, this is an honest self -tizer. You really want to target this group of people and there's a reason why yeah. you target this group of people for this search and when you go to the landing page it talks about this or maybe something that's around that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. then i think that's fine because the context has to be if i'm looking for this and look at the, the the landing page the copy is relevant to me then mm. then you you'll be okay okay i, I think i know where this question is is okay so i okay, for uh forget about my example just now okay so in fact right what I think she's saying that if, for example, if she want to target generic keyword like dementia right. for one of the product, so in a way, her is in her website might not be uh, containing this skill. It's just that maybe this product, uh, can suit that mm. the patients or that right. uh, people suffering. It's related yes. if So okay. in this case, you might want to go into approach where, for example, you the keyword you want to target, you do a search and see what kind of search result is coming out. Typically, uh, it this is the case where 
you don't have much buying intent. So unless, right, when you search this keyword, there is a lot of like a services page, treatment page, or even like um product page, then this shows buying intent. So that goes back to the question just now we had, right, in terms of the 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 keywords within the funnel wise, top, middle, and bottom. Yes. Typically, I will, if this is a case where it's towards the top of the funnel, not Very informational keyword search. All right. Yeah. Then I will try not to bid on this keyword simply because rarely you get conversion from this. Even you get conversion, it is going to be not worthwhile because the path to purchase can be through sometimes. Yeah, search search wise uh might not be because our search budget is always finite. Secure your low hanging fruit, bottom and middle of the funnel, which is your usually your brand campaign, your brand keywords, your category keywords, or even sometimes competitors' keywords. Yep. But other than that, um try not to because sometimes you might be a bit of like a um part of like a being gasu like in a way where in the past i had that as well you want to target a lot of different keywords out there you you have an assumption in hey, maybe this keyword um my product can help them but this is very very hard to convert for sure mm. because of the path to purchase is still Agreed. long Agreed. yeah i think I, the, I the, your idea of using top middle and bottom makes absolute sense when it comes to sem yes yep. Because money yes, yeah. is always finite, right? So, yeah. of course, the low hanging fruit work. Yeah. No, unless you want to drive traffic, la, if your intention is to drive traffic to your your, your mm. site, you tell them, I am the authority for this, then this is the intention met. La. But if you really want to drive sales, that's yeah. a different story. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Right. cool. Thank you so okay. much for awesome. the question. Elizabeth. Cool. I, I, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> and uh, the next question from Chi Wai said, Is your class live training? It is live training on the 20th and 21st at 2 to 4 p.m. And uh, there will be Q&A session towards the end of the session. But if you're watching this after the session, you can still go over and sign up and you will still get the recorded version of the thing. But of course, if you want to join it live and go and make trouble, you have to join... 20, 21st. Yeah, you have to join Ian on the 20th and 21st. Yes. Okay, I uh, will just go over and uh, put it up the link over here. So, yeah, I think that will bring us to the end of tonight's uh, the, this Two. episode. How many questions? Uh? Three questions? Yeah, uh, I don't four, know. Four, we covered five. We covered four. Four, 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 right. four or five questions, not right? Bad, let, me, let me hide from stream and I'll bring this up. So, this is the link that you can go over and sign up uh, to Ian's uh, Google Ads Masterclass that's going to happen live on 20th to 21st of uh, January at 2 to 4 p.m. But if you're watching the replay of this one and you still want to catch the replay replay version uh, in fact for those who sign up you get the lifetime access to the entire whole thing so it doesn't matter if you can't really learn the whole thing uh, during the live training you can still mm -hmm. keep it and you can still you can keep on coming back and watch it and over and over again until you really master like how ian does that right so that's how it works. i guarantee you have to watch it many many times Especially usually this is the thing that you have to watch a lot of times it's, that's not, how it's it not a movie or so-called a netflix show this one has to watch many many times uh, so, so luckily program, you have ian here Ah, so his face can tahan. You can actually look at him <laughs> for long hour. Else, <laughs> I'm just saying. But he could always just show slides and his. Oh yeah, man! But no, I'll put him right. My in face the will be very one small, uh, one I'm small round shape in the corner. Yeah, ah, I'm controlling the whole thing. So if you guys want to sign up to his class, go over and uh, two groups of people will get a fifty percent discount. So what is our tonight's uh, website? Wow. Oh, let's uh, Ian do the SE ranking. Okay, so Ian, you, you want to bring up the share the screen or something? Yeah. Wait, uh, let me bring okay. up the prize. Yeah. So, uh, or Jason is uh, showing the, the link for SE ranking. 
I will uh, go so, in and type in the website yeah, of the so the, because I personally use uh, Ahref for the first uh, when I first touch these kind of tools and follow up by SEMrush. Okay, so I'm mm. memorized by by them. I I I really believe that you do SEO without this tool, you can die. But of course, our dear Ian tend to differ from my my argument. Okay, he said, okay, no, you can do SEO without this tool. You there is SE ranking. Ah, you see, I have a story yes. one. <laughs> so before, right? Because because I think for Manfred, uh, okay, let me. Eh, do you need me to screen share or something? Yeah, you you, you need, need to share the screen to walk okay, us yes. through a little bit about this tool that you are. Yeah, no, it's just well, man. Let me see. Yeah. Okay, let me see if I can share the Chrome SEO. tab. Okay. Share, uh, share tab is easier. Always one. SEO. Uh, share the okay. Chrome tab. Yes. Right. So some caveats in terms of, okay, this is uh, a SEO tools in a way, right? It, it, you know, not in a way, it is an SEO tool. So the one of the main reason, right, for, because I think Manfred mentioned a lot of other SEO tools out there. So typically, I think a uh, very honest reason for using this, right, is because of pricing. So to me, right, all SEO tools out there, they serve the same purpose, just that maybe for some tools, they have more better, they have a bit better database. When it comes to database, right, it simply means like things you want to check, backlinks. It gives you uh, more data compared to certain tools, the database is lesser. But in general, for us, uh, when I use tools like this, we use things like uh, to track ranking for certain keywords. Uh, and also one thing I find very useful for this tool is, uh, so okay, this, there's a free trial available for this tool. So main thing, I use this a lot of time when it comes to doing like a, a research, keyword research, for example, especially for those who know, like I think Google Keyword Planner, there is a lot of limitation nowadays. So yeah. that is where you can always use this under keyword research. You can always type in maybe like um, travel insurance. So this will allow you to see uh, what kind of uh, organic results being shown. So yeah. either you can do a live search, but because sometimes live search is personalized, then when you do a search like this, allow you to see what kind of um, search result is being shown, whether there's buying intent or not, right? So there is one use case typically I use this for. Then of course, another use case where you can um, leverage this is competitive research. So you can put in your uh, a, a domain, right? Or a specific URL. You can see what kind of um, keywords your competitors is, is showing up for. So for example, let me uh, use, uh, okay. Recently was like working on this. Okay, for example, fair price, right? So this is where you're able to see how many keywords this person is, um, this website is ranking for. Mm. And Based on this, you can see um, what we call the keyword gap or content gap analysis. What competitors is ranking for and what not ranking for. So you can make sure that you have content like this. Yeah, of course, when it comes to the contact of page, page search, this allows you to give some idea, have some idea uh, what kind of keywords they are bidding on and also what kind of ad copies they have. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, but I wouldn't, I always say, right, tools like this, right, the, the data will never be 100% accurate. So mm. that is one thing that you, um, of course, you can always use this to see roughly what kind of keywords and also in terms of ad copies from there and also what landing page they are using. Yeah. Mm. So this is something that you can use this tool for. Uh, yeah. A lot of times the landing page is just the web page of the website. It's not a specific landing page, which is flawed lah, because the navigation is all affordable. Yeah, just curious, I did something was bugging me. Most of, I mean, Google has all this data. I mean, all these third party tools, aren't they referring back to the same source? 
Okay, so in fact, right, the tools for their search volume um, data, right, might not right. be from Google uh, Keyword Planner. So ultimately, they do have database from like, uh, for example, like uh, as things like backlinks and all this, is out, they all have their own set of like um, spiders or crawlers. They will crawl, um, they will, in a way, they in fact scrape search results. And that's I how see. they get ranking data. And since they are track, they, they are scraping the search results, right, they can uh, at the same time, collect data for the, the paid ads as well. So they know that, oh, when this keyword is searched, um, I see these ads over here. So all this goes into their database and that's how they can churn out results in data like this. Oh. So data like all this uh, also give how they calculate the budget they roughly spend on a monthly basis. Yes. Then based on the CPC, they can roughly calculate. And based on some estimation of um, click-through rate, they can come up with the numbers. Oh, so wow. they are not like plugging mm. to the back end of Google some APIs or like, you know, Facebook no. and Graph API and all those things. Like uh, basically, it's their own set so. of robots and all those things. Right? I believe there's two sources right. out there. One is Google, the other one is called ClickStream. I, I was watching the Ahref video, so they do explain a bit on that. I yeah. see. So they're well, I think okay. how good the the, uh, the software is, right, also depending on how often their bots go out and crawl. Because Correct. in fact, right, each crawl is is taxing on their, their in, when it comes to monetary wise, you see. Yeah. So if they can crawl often, of course, the, the database is, is more much updated, more, like, updated um, yes. much more extensive, right? But of course, this depending on, depending on like whether they can afford to do that or not. Yeah, so mm. then, but of course, that's where they explain the higher cost for some of the, the tools out there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, understood. Right, mm. right. powerful, cool. powerful. Thank you cool. so much. No problem. Ian, I think, yeah, I think, wow, we overrun a little bit tonight, but I don't think you will really mind. Uh. So remember, guys, uh, if you guys, I think up to now, you probably kind of like have a very clear idea how how knowledgeable is Ian about Google advertising. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Learn. Uh, thank you so much for sharing with us so much, uh, you know, useful insights about, you know, uh, especially when it comes to campaign management. Hopefully, it will be beneficial to a lot of, uh, especially beginners, because to be very frank, I am also a beginner in search engine marketing as in like yeah because it's a different ball game when compared to facebook advertising so always remember uh everything takes time the more you practice the better you get you know that's how yeah. it works the right important thing is to start right correct you have to start right mm -hmm. and you have to then you learn from, from the right people to actually build the right foundation so that yes. you will be going to the right direction Absolutely. so here's the link right. i'm still putting it out there so you can actually sign up even if you're watching the replay you can still go over and look for the replay version of this thing so thank you so much all right yeah. uh, and thank you my co for, for having me you know, yeah it's crazy <laughs> so yeah now that's what we do every uh wednesday night at 10 p.m uh we've been doing this for 69 we hit 70 mm -hmm. episode yeah. next week yes. awesome so we have another guest also invited yes. by manfred so it's yes. a very interesting topic manfred you want to talk about it is public relation crazy oh, right so yeah. that makes me recall my days in corporate corporate comms uh, then i'll tell you some some story then okay. go off topic again probably we were half an hour about uh, manfred's story then half an hour about interviews so that's how it works <laughs> so expect something very interesting next week uh yep and we will bring back the you know one part of past life of manfred and we will talk about a different topic over there so all right that's what we do um you know thank you so much for tuning in tonight and i'll see you on the episode 17 next wednesday, wednesday. so if you have more questions for ian drop me a message in my uh, linkedin then i can you know, grill him more yeah but the best way to grill him is to attend his class and grill sure, him sure, sure. personally grill yeah, him personally go over there going live 21st and 22nd of january guys don't miss out yeah. Yeah, if you want to learn live don't miss out
Okay. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good night. I'll see you next week. Thank you so good much. Night, guys. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.